With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easily Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Episode number five, this is Beyond the Ropes, my name's Sean Basto from Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat, uh, thank you very much for everybody that's downloaded the podcast uh, and listened over the past few weeks. Uh, last week we had Jack Massey on, uh, he got I think about 1400 views last week, or listened, sorry, across all platforms, which is again another fantastic week for us, so really, really pleased with that. Uh, moving on to this week's episode, um, three gentlemen sat on the couch in front of me. I like to call them the, the three amigos. Um, so I'll introduce you one by one. Dale Coyne, how are you doing? Hey, Sean, you alright? Yeah, thanks for speaking to us. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I've got you crumpled up next to Dylan Evans. How are you doing? You're good, mate. Good. Everything's going good. Just cosy, yeah, and that's the least. <laughs> and Jake, Jake Bulger, we're sat in your house, in your living room, doing this podcast today. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much for that. Into a little studio, aren't we? Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, I'm glad to have you all three on. I interviewed you a few weeks ago uh, over at obviously the finest gym, uh, ready for these uh, the free fights coming up in the 28th of October in Oldham. Yeah, looking forward to it, Dylan. Yeah, it's going to be a top show. It's, it's obviously it's my debut, so I just I can't wait for it. Me, it's like fighting under under the light, like in front of like a load of people for the first time usually it's just like a little club show you know what I mean but I can't wait to be fighting in front of like a couple hundred people it's going to be good you know Oldham, it's Oldham Leisure Centre as well and I, I was there the last time the um, VIP did the show and um, you know it's a pretty decent atmosphere yeah. uh, in terms of like people that you're taking are you taking quite a lot of people or how's that been going you yeah, know in terms of ticket sales and stuff yeah it's going it should be a uh, bringing quite a few people yeah uh, like a lot of family and friends for like close to 100 or something so when these two are doing good with tickets as well and then these other good ticket sellers uh, on the same show so I think there'll be a decent crowd there anyway 
and Jake obviously often fails with so for you it's, it's, it's kind of hometown isn't it really yeah, it's just up the road isn't it you know two minutes away yeah so everyone's got no excuse <laughs> Yes, no. So it'll be good. It'll be good for you to to get back out. Have you have you been in Oldham before? Have you boxed in Oldham before? Yeah, in the, in the old legend centre. In the old one. Fight there, yeah. But you've done. I know you've only said you've done Middleton as well, didn't you, last year? Yeah. Uh, on the Karen Farrell show, so um, you're kind of moving around a little bit, uh, getting into Oldham, which will be good. Um, obviously, you're a local lad as well, so it's it's even better for you. Um, so Dale. Again, thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. Really appreciate it. I know you've had a little bit of a busy media day, so to speak, today with uh, interviews with British boxers today. Um, so you, you're obviously on the card. You've got you're you're a bit more ahead of these guys in terms of obviously Dylan's doing it, having his professional. I think you're is it your seven four eight fight, Jake? Eight. So it's your eight fight. Yeah. It's yours. It's eleven for twelve. Eleven for So you're a couple of fights ahead of these guys. Yeah. Uh, probably slightly different level um, in terms of where your career is at the moment how how do you see yourself you know going forward from from the 28th you're going in there you're looking for a win um, what what do you sort of see going forward for the future uh, it's the first fight down at middleweight so that's been a bit of a new experience you know dropping down but it's been going great I mean Steve's got me on a good um, he's got me on a good diet he's got me alpha and to be honest, this is this is going to be a tough fight. I've got that uh, Daryl Sharp. He's got the uh, what's it called? Central, area. Central area. Yeah. So he always comes for a fight. Don't matter whether it's <laughs> yeah, he does. Not. He does. He has a fight. He upsets people. And, um, I've got to make sure on me again. So you're moving down to 160 middleweight. Um, you know, it's funny because I was having a conversation in the week with uh, John Evans, who does the commentary. Yeah. For, for VIP and uh, it was talking about you actually not slagging you off though just to, just to be clear <laughs> yeah. there's no slagging off going on but we actually talked about you you know you wait and you, the moving and waiting stuff and we, I think we both uh, we both came to an agreement between us that we think you know you moving down to that weight would probably be going to be the best thing and we, think, we actually said I think the words we both use is, is going to be a force at middleweight yeah. so you know that's the type of whispers that you're sort of getting around the boxing boxing sort of circuit at the moment because people are hearing well Dale Coyne's moving down middleweight he looks really good up at 168 but yeah. he's going to be a bit of a force down at 160 yeah. so I'm assuming you know you doing that and going down to 160 how have you seen that change the way you've been training you know are you punching hard are you moving faster um, I'm feeling I feel a lot sharper on my feet and stuff like that but not much has changed because I always made the weight quite comfortable anyway you know, I was always 12 stone and dead. You know, I was fighting people that were 12 five, 12 six, giving away, uh, well, it doesn't seem like massive amount of weight, but when you are in there with someone who's that big, you know what I mean? It can make a, uh, it can tell, make a difference. But now we're going to drop down. It's my first, um, it's my first weigh-in on the day before, which is good, you know, so I can get, back, get the food back in, get the water back in and stuff like that. And I think I will be a big middleweight once it drops down. I think a lot of people are doubting I can do it because I've, I've been up there. Yeah. Maybe people are saying, you know, oh, he's dropping down. Because I was a small super middleweight. There's no getting away from that. I was probably towards the smaller end. But hopefully, drop down now when I'll be towards the bigger end of middleweight, especially once I've refueled and had something to eat and rehydrated. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're making the weight comfortably as well, then you're not sort of 
putting yourself on the scales, dead on the scales. Like, um, there was a guy, and uh, just going off the subject a little bit, there was a guy, I don't know if any of you have seen it on the um, yeah, from social yeah, media. Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, and he literally carried him onto the scales, and it's like, yeah. how the hell did that go ahead? Yeah, Do you know? Yeah, that, that is that foreign MMA? country. MMA, do, do not have a clue how to make weight, seriously. And that's like, no disrespect to people that do MMA, but don't have a clue. It's the same with McGregor. Lost the fight on the scales. Yeah, the overtraining yeah. and everything. He's, he's big. He shrinks down. You can see that he's shrunk down through his face and through his body. You can yeah. see he's dry. The next day, oh, I'm going to be such a weight the next day. It's no good. Yeah, you've in got boxing. to have that balance. Maybe you can't be too big. When you're lying on top of them and you're dropping elbows and you're using your body weight. Boxing's a different game. Yeah. But what five six pound on maybe at the most there's no reason to go daft and start putting loads of weight on it's not going to help you in the long run it's shown McGregor it did and it's shown a few times uh, in boxing before um, with the weights and, and there's so many examples of, of these things types of happening so it's it's good that you're able to move down from super middleweight like you've said there down to middleweight where you feel comfortable at the weight and, and be able to probably use more of your physical advantages over your opponents rather than being the one that's outweighed on the night yeah. uh, and, and, and kind of having to work against somebody that's got that extra weight on you uh, and, and maybe you know sometimes carries a little bit more power as well so it's, it's, it's interesting that you're going to drop down and, and it's going to be interesting to see how that affects your performance uh, I'm sure it's going to affect it in a positive way and that's what we're all looking forward to seeing um, so that'll be good and I mean I think once you get this you know fight out of the way I think that's when the doors really start to open especially in the middleweight division because uh, middleweight division sort of around the UK uh, is starting to, to really hot up a lot now uh, and I think you know, someone like yourself coming from the northwest will, you know, really, really sort of excel in that division. I mean, the one big fight that's looking at being made in the division for middleweight is uh, Billy Joe Saunders and David Lemieux, yeah. which is would for Billy Joe and both Lemieux would be a massive fight. So you can see there's a lot of the potential for you in the future to to be getting yourself up there because you've had people like Chris Eubank Jr. who was at middleweight he's moved up to super middleweight and he's, you know, obviously he's been really successful at super middleweight so far so there's a bit of a there's a bit of an opening for you there uh, you know in terms of coming from the northwest and, and, and being able to represent the northwest in that respect yeah it's a packed division even the northwest alone is a packed division you know what I mean everyone's towards I'd say there's a good, good chunk of lads there that are towards English title level you know what I mean and push on from there Plenty of lads out there, plenty of big fights, you know what I mean? That's what that's what everyone wants. Yeah. To be in a camp at division. Money making. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, I'm not being funny, but all three years that uh, you don't get into it for you know the sake of of, of, of the love of it. Well, you do get. It. I do. I do this because starts it. Don't it? It's, the love of it starts it, but then when you get into it and you get on the circuit, you start looking at the ways of making the money because at the end of the day this is yeah, for some you years to survive, oh, yeah. it's your job yeah, yeah, yeah. like me I got to work I have a crust I earn my wage and then I come and do this yeah, you know yeah. off my own back whereas you guys you know I don't know do you any of you have a full time or part time job or anything yeah, full time so there you go Jake you've got a full time job so you're still grafting whilst training to fight and eventually you want to be doing it without yeah, having to go to work so yeah. that, that's that's the point you don't you do it because you're trying to make the money off it so it's important you, you know like Dale was saying you're in a money making division uh, and I think 
but all three is actually uh, are in really good divisions individually. Yeah, yeah, they're, all, they're all three are packed, you know, with talent. So there's a lot of fights out there for all three of us. Yeah, even just getting out of Manchester, like I think Manchester's buzzing at the minute, isn't it? Like you, you can't say it enough, but especially in our weight divisions, is some top lads out there. So we're all gonna have to be on our game. So Dylan, moving on to you, you're super featherweight, aren't you? You're yeah, gonna be super, debuting at. Yeah, yeah. Super featherweight's stacked division as well. Uh, Saturday night is the super featherweight Zalfa Barrett and Chris Conwell. Yeah, yeah that, that should be a top fight, really. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a decent matchup, but I just think Zalfa's gonna end up being too much for him. I reckon Chris has come out tough for the first couple of rounds and then Zalfa will just be picking his punches and then I think he'll end up stopping him or dropping him. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think, it, I think it is a decent test though for Zalfa, but he had a good test, was it, in his last fight? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a good test in that and he, uh, he passed that with flying colours, so, so, so I think he'll come through this one as well. It'll be inter- it will be interesting for that, but Going back to you, obviously your your this is division your debut to you know yeah. you're doing your debut in so it's going to be a good one for you really in terms of you know how how stacked that division is. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely because I I I need I need to be impressing you know because it is a packed division and like obviously Jake's in the division as well and he's packed he's packed with talent so uh, yeah I need to be impressing so my name's getting out there in in, in that division. So. Going to Jake then, obviously you're, like, like uh, Dylan just said, you're in the same division. Yeah. Obviously, he's making his debut, you're going into your eight professional yeah, fight, so yeah, you, you so is it the, uh, is it the British Challenge belt you're going for? Yeah, the, yeah, the Challenge belt, yeah. So, you've got an opportunity there to pick up your first professional title. Yeah. Oh, I'll just... with it, yeah. I can't wait to get myself a little bit silverware. <laughs> yeah. Get the, uh... I can see plenty of, um, plenty of, plenty of walls that I you could put them on. <laughs> no, and it's on a serious note though. Um, you get into it for the love of it. So you 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 know you watch the films and you kid you watch like Rocky and you, you know things like that, and it gets you sort of inspired to to become a champion. And and this is your first opportunity to get a, a, a professional title yeah. uh, as such. And it also assists with the rankings for your the British rankings, which is um, a, a big thing really. If you, especially if you want to progress your career. So um, how are you feeling about? The fight and the fact that it is a British, for a British challenge belt. Yeah, I'm buzzing for the fight. You know, I've got Jamie Quinn. You know, he's he's not got the best of records, has he? You know, some people like calling him journeyman and that, but you know, I'm expecting yeah. him to come out and want it because you know there's a title on the line, isn't there? It might be like the furthest still going. Might be the best title he'll get. He might get an essential area. I don't know. I'm not 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 putting a label on him or out, but. It, it's going to mean a lot to him you know, I, I want to get past that so I'm going to have to put in a performance and make sure I come out victorious on the night yeah well going back to um, going back to, to, to Dale's fight with Dale Sharp he's um, he's he's got the central area middleweight title yeah so but people people class him as a, as a very good journeyman so you know there's, there's a chance there's a very good chance that Jamie Quinn's going to turn up in Oldham on the 28th of October and try and put it on you and try and get it because it, you know, I want that. it's I'd, big big, know, for, big for both of you no, no one wants fights where you're getting in there and you know the minute you show your level the journeymen don't want to know then they're just, they're just happy to see the final bell I want him to come at me all night I, I want that I want it to be a good fight you know, I, hope, I hope he does bring his the best Jamie Quinn and you know we have a good fight and we entertain the fans that's what I'm hoping for 
and obviously my hand gets raised that <laughs> yeah well that's that's it and, and then obviously you walk away with uh, the British Challenge belt and, and like I said a little bit earlier you got the opportunity to then put yourself a little bit further up the rankings yeah definitely there's been there's been big fights mentioned for after this but you know, I don't want to start saying them now and jinxing them but ah, very, I'm, very, I'm very intrigued to hear yeah. who that is uh, you can tell me where, when you're um, when you're off the air and you're not recording the podcast <laughs> but I'll be uh, I'll be interested to see you know what type of fights they're going to be so you know people that are in the circuit will probably already know anyway yeah, but yeah. for the casual people that listen to the podcast you know it's, they'll be just as intrigued um, to find out you know what lies ahead for you yeah. going forward but it's it's a very stacked division no, I think this is a good yardstick because some of the lads that have been mentioned Jamie Quinn give him an horrible night so you know if I can go out there and do a job on Jamie Quinn then puts me in good stead so making a statement yeah yeah definitely, definitely making a statement and then that's more you know more, more than likely will give you the fights that, that yeah. are being mentioned to you which for you then is is, is the money making side of things starts to come the the, the the bigger exposure starts to come and then you know that's where that's where hopefully where it yeah. snowballs for you yeah, get in it. yeah, yeah that's where hopefully where it snowballs um, so <clears throat> after this one you know should you beat Jamie Quinn Saturday the 28th in Oldham get the British Challenge belt um, has, has Steve said anything about uh, Steve Ward said anything about whether you're out at the end of the year or is this it for you now with the last he's, fight of the year he's not mentioned any dates or anything but he's just you know he's mentioned their names so we'll just have to see what, what happens and then if for any reason you're not out at the end of the year so you've been out a couple of times this year now you know ideally how many times would you like to be out um, just as as much as as possible, really. You know, without killing it and going every week. Yeah, but, obviously. Uh, you know, as much as possible. You know, I love them days. They're the, they're the best days. Like the lads will tell you as well. You know, you're waking up, buzzing to get in the ring and get you know everything. Everything about the day, it's like it's just mint. You know? It's it's actually pretty good that I said this before in the interviews with all three. It's like you you you're on the same show together, and I don't think in my experience that. I, often happens um, on a regular basis um, I mean Joe Gallagher had about five fighters on yeah. the crawler date on the crawler bill a couple of weeks ago and I was like wow there's a lot of fighters but then I thought of you guys and thought well these three guys are on the same show as well which you don't always see because sometimes you're like a week apart you know you yeah. could have been on you could have been on the Wigan show last weekend or uh, Jay you could you could have been on the Oldham show and Dale could have yeah. been on maybe That's the 4th of November we've, we've never really been lucky enough to have we've always sort of been on our own on shows so should be good on the night you know like you said before about the fans and that we'll probably all, all each other's fans will you know they'll know we're at the same gym and they'll probably start cheering so we'll have you know we'll have a big section of the crowd all of us hopefully yeah no that'll be yeah. good that's, that's what you want that's that's the thing you know the more the more people like your fans Jake will get interested in, in obviously Dale and follow Dale's career and the same with Dylan as well you know it kind of as, as a boxing fan myself, um, you know, you kind of, that's how you pick up your following, that's how you start picking up the people that you want to follow, you think, oh, we'll go to this show and I'll, I'm coming to see Jake, but then I've just seen Dale and I've just seen Dylan, and wow, wow, what a performance, and then that's how people start to, like, get interested, and that's how I've always followed boxing, you know, I've always, I'll have watched the yeah, fight. That's how it is, isn't it, like, you go for the main event, a lot of casual boxing fans, and then you see the undercard, and someone pops out that's special or something so and then they follow them from from then on well I'll tell you one particular current fighter that that, that happened with me is um, you know the prize fighter tournaments I obviously I love watching prize fighter yeah. tournaments they're just proper good little scraps because <laughs> yeah, they just want to yeah. three rounders but 
Sam Egerton, when he was in his um, prize fighter tournament, I'd never seen him before. I'd never even heard he's of him. About, he's about 18 or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd never even heard of the guy at the time. And I'd just seen him and I was watching him thinking, he, you know, he looks a little bit rough around the edges to look at Sam Egerton. You know, no disrespect, but he, he does. He's heavily tattooed and you kind of look at him and think, wow, uh, look at this guy here. Yeah. But then he just put on a sort of a performance after a performance and I thought wow this guy's decent and I think he was unfortunate to lose in the um, in the final of it um, he did lose in the final didn't he I'm, I'm sure. pretty I'm sure he sure. lost I'm pretty I'm sure he lost the final but then after that he kind of went on to to start to excel and I think because of that that platform he had um, he was then able to get onto the bigger shows Eddie Earn straight away snapped him up and was like this guy looks exciting you know we want to get this yeah. guy on, on on the TV and since then his career has just excelled really yeah, yeah. but unfortunately again the other week he, he you know he lost to that um, Mamoon um, but then it came out going back to what Dale said earlier about weight yeah, weight yeah. is a massive issue and he was obviously dead yeah. at the weight yeah, he, well he, is ma- he was massive for that weight wasn't he <laughs> Yeah, it's getting that balance in it. Like Dale said, you can't be too going there being too big, or it's gonna be a disadvantage for you. You've got to definitely got to get the balance. Yeah, right, you got you got to feel healthy at the weight. Like it's all right saying get down to the lightest weight possible, but if you're not if you're not feeling healthy, you're not carrying that power or speed or sharpness at that lower weight. So you you may as well stay at whatever weight you feel healthy at and not draining yourself. This makes a difference, and, and yeah. Eggington was the prime. I know an example of it before. I was trying to think of one in my head at the time on the spot, but I couldn't. And, and Eggington, I think, was the one that was most recent for me. Where he normally in the second half of a fight, he'd normally come on a lot stronger, and he just yeah. didn't. He didn't have the engine for it. And then uh, John Pegg came out on social media the next day, and he was saying he was just dead at the weight, basically. Yeah. To be honest, I thought Ricky Burns had slowed down loads, you know, because he's not fought at lightweight yeah. for two years or something, but. He must still be able to make that weight comfortably enough because he he did, he did yeah, stay strong right strong, to the end. It? Yeah, I was surprised because you know I interviewed him at the public workout and the first one of the first things he said to me was it made me he kind of rung a warning bell for me was oh, I've had no issues with the weight and I'm like yeah. why are you telling me that I've not asked you that yeah, so yeah. to me that means people have obviously been talking about it and yeah. there's rumours going around that he's struggling to make the weight. Um, but he made it. He made the weight fine. He got into the fight, and uh, you know it was a, it was a, it was a decent contest. And um, obviously, I think the right person won in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but again, weight just makes so much of a difference. Um, so moving on, uh, we talked about briefly, you know, about all three years and, and the fight on the twenty eighth of October. Yeah. I go back to you, Dylan, because you are the guy that's making his professional debut. Yeah. Um, you had a pretty decent amateur career as well, didn't you? Yeah, it was, it was all right. Like I didn't win, I didn't win any titles, but I got I watched, uh, beat some good lads and was in some good fights. So uh, I had it. Got a decent amateur career. I didn't, I didn't have that many fights to be honest. I, I'm going to be making most of my experiences as a pro. But that, that's, I don't see anything wrong with that, to be honest. Like, I'll be learning each fight and uh, gaining my experience from that. But, um, yeah, for anyone that's not seen me in the amateurs, I just know that I'll be entertaining them in the pro fight. So I've got an entertaining style and I'll always be in a good fight. Hopefully, uh, like, not long drawn out fights. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be stuffing them in a couple, a couple of rounds. You, 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 want, you want to get the obviously rounds in first, and, and like you say, it's a transition you're making um, to the pro game, and, and you think, like you said, you feel that it's suited to the pro game, so yeah. it'll be 
good to get the rounds in, but obviously if these you know these stoppages actually come, then you're not going to complain at that, are you? Uh, <laughs> everyone that comes to see you wants to see a stoppage. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we so. all want blood at the end of the day. That's yeah. as a casu- as, as a casual boxing fan, you'd look at it and you'd just to knock your head off, kind of thing. But that's what you want to see. But then for a purist, you know, you want to see how much as a fighter you've improved from your amateur days, and yeah, and yeah. That, that's for me. That'll be the one thing I'll be looking out for to see how that transition changed. Just, uh, I think that tells in just the last this eight week camp for like Steve, Steve's made me look completely more like a professional compared to eight weeks ago so I think that that I tell that I tell in this fight you know from from people watching my last amateur fight to yeah coming to this one they'll see a big difference that's what a lot of people are going to be looking for with you yeah. obviously because you had some good fights in your amateur career and, and, and a few of the lads that you thought have, have sort of kicked over and now turned professional themselves and starting yeah. their journeys so um, you know people that have followed your amateur career and, and fans um from the amateur side and you, your f- friends and family as well are all yeah. going to be looking to sort of see how you've how you've progressed and you, you know you're in you're in a perfect place to be doing it you've got Obviously, Dale. You got Jake. Yeah, you got yeah. Terry Flanagan. Yeah, world champion yeah, in the gym. I mean. we, all, we all just buzz off each other. I know it's a positive vibe in the, in the gym. We all just buzz off each other, and and us three are on the same show, so we'll all be buzzing off each other at the, at the show. You know, if if one wins, then the next person's buzzing, thinking, oh, "I can't wait to get in there." Then he wins, and then whoever's on last, they're buzzing to try and get a win as well. So, what's training been like then for you all? Um, you, you obviously Steve's been looking after all he is um, and he's got a busy night on the 28th of October but yeah. you know how how does he fit you all in you well, know well me, me, me and Jake are more in together because we're around the same weight and then Dale will be uh, in, on the, on, in on his own because um, he's a different weight to us <laughs> most of the time anyway get the special treatment yeah that, that's it special <laughs> one special treatment <laughs> Do they rib you for that or what? Or is it? I'm a bit more like a guinea pig. Probably rather it, rather it was him. I'm the one who just he tests everything out on me, sees if it works, and then these come up, then and these get the finished out. So I don't. Just the way it follows, these two have been sparring each other. So I've been training in the mornings on my own. Yeah. And then these two have been jumping on probably the day after and stuff like that. It was all training together and now it's sort of like been staggered. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's the same thing really, you know what I mean? Yeah. We all buzz off each other. We, we, we all still see each so, other in the gym and that anyway, but like, so, oh yeah, half an hour difference really. Yeah, yeah. You get more of a buzz knowing you're in bed and he's on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cheat, cheat days last week when we knew he was yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's alright, it's alright, because I've come here tonight and um, Jake said to me when I walked in, oh, do you want a bottle of water, Sean? Yeah, no, I'm alright, I'm alright. Do you want a biscuit or anything like that? Oh, these, these biscuits have been uh, looking at me all day and I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do my duty here and, and I'll, take, I'll take the biscuits off your hand oh, and, and I'll have them so like, you, when I walk out of here tonight, you're not secret eating. Nah, not a chance, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like following accounts on Instagram. Instagram, you know, cake account was like, I messaged one of them saying, have you got, have you got them cakes in stock for after the fight? <laughs> well, I was the only one with that. <laughs> have you ever, um, on a note of cake, have you ever been to the um, cake away in Ashton? Oh, I mean, it's mega. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to eat in there though to enjoy it, as, you know, better. Like, I feel like when you take it out, you can't, you can't enjoy it as much. Get it warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice and cold waffle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, judging... Uh, this 
that you're going to be um, going for cakeaways after your fights. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> be a good night out after our fights first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have that as, we'll have that as like a, a hangover remedy, maybe. <laughs> One step at a time. Uber Eats, that's the best. Uber Eats. I get all the restaurants in town. Oh, Most famous you things cold. to be going out. Oh, wow. Oh, you know, I just sit there and wait for me. Almost famous on the couch. Jealous. How long do you like after a fight? Well, obviously, you, you, well, you're going professional. I, I say it to you, Dylan, <laughs> but obviously you're transitioning. Um, but Jake and, and, and Dale, because you've had a few fights now, how long after the fights do you sort of have this little off-the-wagon type situation for you, like the binging night? Is it just a week and then you're back in the gym? Or, you know, how does it work? Usually I go mad for a week and then we're back in the gym the week after, but it tells us to just sort of like... You can still eat what you want, but when you're in the gym, you don't want to be stuffing your face beforehand. No. So he's pretty much dieting, and then you go out and you have a nice tip. It's yeah, probably the best week, isn't it? That's yeah. probably when you start enjoying your food. But I was one for just going mad to the point where I was getting bad belly ache and oh, all that, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. bad acid and stuff, <laughs> making myself ill. So <laughs> at least I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so, you yeah, do, not even bothered, are you really? No, you do learn as you go, like Dylan will probably go mad and you can't <laughs> But as you get older, you start realising, I can't keep doing it because of how hard the work yeah. is in the gym than when you get back in. So. But you think about like. Um, Ricky Atom was, uh, you know, the prime example of, of, of a guy who used to completely balloon up between between fights because he used to just go on this big these big binges afterwards, didn't he? And yeah. you know, you'd see him drinking pints and eating all sorts of stuff, and then he'd balloon up, and then he'd have to come down and take it all off again. And it's it's oh god, he used yeah. to have longer training camps. Yeah, used to say eight weeks. Tw- I think like, yeah, twelve to fifteen That's, weeks. Mate, eight weeks is enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think obviously he was happy with that and. He, he achieved a lot. He just, you know, he achieved a hell of a lot in his career. Um, but you know, in this in this day and age now, you, you know, he started a professional nineteen ninety seven. We're now in twenty years later, two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, things have changed. Things have changed. So even going up in weight when they finished, they probably weigh about nine pound heavier than the fight weight. Seeing picture a video, Eubank Junior. Yeah, his yeah. fights in the gym the next night. Like that, back these hand weights. It's right, isn't it? You know what I mean? I think, like, a lot of people say, if you, you know, you want to be successful, you kind of got to live that life, haven't you? Um, yeah, because, you know, you, you, you could, you by, by eating the right stuff, training the right way, you know, you, you could, your career could go on for a lot longer than what some people's could. Like, again, I always refer to Ricky Atten because he just, he just, he didn't care, he did what he wanted to do and he, he got, you know, he, he got out um, and he, he, he walked away with, uh, world titles in two different weights and he fought two of the best fighters you know yeah. of of the last 20 years and, yeah. and some might say of a, gener- a complete generation yeah. you know the last 50-60 years so he achieved a hell of a lot yeah. but well exactly exactly oh. but kind of on that note I'd like to sort of move on and say um, 
I this podcast is actually sponsored by Chia Protein Bar, Chia Protein Bar on Victoria Ch- Trading Estate uh, near the the gym. Um, they paid for the podcasting equipment, which has got this podcasting up and running. And the reason I link it into uh, to, to what we've been talking about is because they do a lot of you know freshly made prepared meals, and I know you guys are probably do a similar type of thing mm. not cookies Jake right, right. if you sell cookies I'll be there <laughs> protein cookies <laughs> that's not an excuse yeah, that, <laughs> uh, no but on a serious note it's, it's, it's companies like this like your protein bar um, and there's loads of them out there now that are coming up and, and do you guys uh, do you actually use any of them or any particular ones that you use I have done in the past like for my last fight I was sponsored by um, a food place but these sorts our diet out, so it, you know, it's, rather than it sat in your fridge all week, it's a bit nicer to just you know, cook. you're not you're not eating a lot of food, so the food you do eat, you want it to be nice, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You enjoy cooking it. That's what I look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the experience. Be alright, say like because everything's got to be weighed as well. So yeah. say they like um, say they do it all proper and then we're able to you know pick it up each day, you know, so it's still fresh. Yeah. So that that'd be alright if the places could do that, but it's just making sure that everything's weighed proper because they might be in a rush sometimes, and you know, thinking, oh yeah, that that's about that, but they've not actually weighed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, it's important that they, obviously these things are, are spot on because it, it makes a difference to your training and you're making the weight. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of places out there that do that now, and, and obviously, you know, when we refer back to, you know, like Ricky Atten's times, there wasn't anybody out there that did that type of thing it was kind of oh. you're coming home you're making you you're making your own eggs your own chicken your own fish your own broccoli whatever eat chicken yeah. and fish <laughs> you're eating stuff that I've never tried in my life I had smoked salmon last week like, two weeks ago changed my life never had anything it's like bacon but oh, turkey sausages as well, isn't it? Yeah, we're going into the craft. Instead of getting a full English, we're saying, give me some smoked salmon on a bacon. <laughs> yeah, Steve Maylitz culture as well. <laughs> <laughs> you have changed your life. No, it's good. It's, it's good to hear because um, weight, obviously, is a big thing. It's kind of in the subject of the podcast, really, is, is weight. And it's just so, so vital that you get it right. Um, so it's good. So, uh, moving on, let's, let's, we've talked about you three, we've talked about the show you're on. Um, let's talk about what's going on in the wider world, like as, as, as not just as fighters yourselves, but as fans. Let's talk about what's going on uh, at the moment. So the biggest, the biggest news out of this week is that uh, Pulev pulled out of the Anthony Joshua fight uh, with injury, uh, he's been replaced with Carlos Takam. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I seen something saying like uh, Eddie Hearn had the deal or something, you know, for telling that. Um, that, who's, what's it Takam called? yeah Takam to like be ready in case something happens so uh, think, I think he'll be fit and ready for the fight but obviously it's nowhere near as will be competitive as the Pulev fight uh, but I think it's still a decent fight for Joshua yeah I, th- I think I think at the moment the problem we've got in the heavyweight division is there's not a lot of genuine genuine fighters out there nah not it's like like that wild off like 
you need to see him fight someone decent. Like, uh, he's, he's fighting Stavern again. again. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's already beat him. Fight someone else, you know. But... Should have fought Dillian White. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would have been a decent fight. So, yeah. he, 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 he done... Um, he gave uh, Joshua a good test and Joshua's considered as the best heavyweight out there now. So... Why not fight him? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I think the Americans are backing away a bit, you know, for the big fights. I think, I think, I think Joshua White are open to it, but uh, they're backing away a bit. I think the. Um I wouldn't like to say Wilder's being protected because I, I can't say that for sure but it kind of feels like he, he, he's the, obviously the only sort of big champion they've got in America now yeah. uh, in, in terms of heavyweight size um, and, and and obviously they, they want to his promotional side want to keep it over there they want it all to be over there which is fine because Joshua yeah. needs to go over to America and he needs to be in like Las Vegas and Madison Square Garden and all them big venues because it will draw a big audience yeah, yeah, but, they, they, but they, all they're doing is, is, is trying to hype the fight up even more I think Wilder, yeah, he does need to fight someone different. I think, yeah. um, I think what the plan is from from what I've gathered and reading all the social media stuff is that White fights Hellenius for the WBC Silver International, makes himself the mandatory for Wilder's WBC, right, then right. faces Wilder, and then yeah, obviously they're expecting the Joshua. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's the way it seems to be going. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know whether you know Dillian, Dillian White will will actually take. Yeah. Wilder and what happens then yeah we'll have to we'll have to see because like that's the heavyweights is what all the casual fans want to see anyway because they want to see knockouts so if they build it up if it ends up happening Wilder against Joshua it might it might be the biggest fight out there for the casual fans at the time. Yeah, it will be for casuals. I mean, yeah. look at the look what the Klitschko Joshua wanted for casual fans and and yeah, well, for the whole of heavyweight boxing, it was the, probably the best fight I've seen. Um, you know, in my Growing up, you know, in the past 20 years, one of the first fights I seen was a Tyson fight, and I was, you know, it was 20, 20 odd years ago. Uh, and, and he, you know, it was when he was, I think it was when he just come out of jail, uh, and he started to started knocking people over, and he beat Frank Bruno, and I was gutted because Frank Bruno was British, and, you know, it was it was different, but, you know, I grew up on them type of heavyweights, and Lennox Lewis, and Evander Holyfield, and, and people like that, but now, you know, there's not that many out there anymore since the Klitschko's retired, and, and, you know, you've got your Shannon Briggs still knocking around. Around and you've got people like Lucas Brown coming back after it, you know his ban and yeah, they've all failed drug tests yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, Ortiz Luis Ortiz wasn't he yeah, they, they yeah. drug tested him and he, you know he's found to have had some yeah. sort of substance as well so it doesn't look great for for of heavyweight boxing there is a, there is only sort of Joshua Wilder you know really sort of at the forefront at the moment um, hopefully the big fella comes back. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I, I think I think he's ruined himself a yeah, bit now. Anyway, even if he did come back, I'd have been confident with him against Joshua two years ago, maybe. But he's just he's had too long out now. It's- I said this uh, on I think my first podcast or my second podcast that we did that um, if if it would have been post Klitschko winning the world titles, getting to the pinnacle of his career, I would have picked him or probably picked him over Joshua. Yeah. yeah. But now, because of how long he's had out, yeah. unless he comes back and takes a few fights and then goes in with Joshua and and, and shows that he's, he's been able to keep that weight off and he's been able to get back to his best, I, I wouldn't give him as much of a chance and, and, and I wouldn't yeah, like to say it. Opportunity, didn't I, to go on and slight cement a leg and he just sort of threw it away, but... I hope he comes back. And, you know, boxing misses him. He's a character. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he, that's, that's... You'll never see anyone rolling about as Batman again. <laughs> no, this is it. And and it, boxing does need characters like that. Um, so it'll be good 
you know, if he did come back. But we'll see what happens. If, uh, we, the other week he was talking about not applying for his uh, British Boxing Border Control licence. Now he's talking about fighting three times next year. So uh, you kind of got to take everything with a pinch of salt with him at the moment and, yeah. and see what where it ends up. But... You know, at the moment we've got Joshua versus Takam on the on on the same night as you guys are fighting, um, and we've got obviously White and Hellenius on the undercard. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how how that goes down. But I won't be watching it. I'll probably watch it when I get home because I'm going to be at the show with you guys, <laughs> watching yeah, you guys. And better fight to me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it might catch a Joshua fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it would be good. So, um, obviously, we've got the Joshua fight. Uh, I was talking about um, the middleweight division before with you, Dale, and talking about Billy Joe Saunders and David Lemieux uh, potentially being lined up for the end of the year. Well, what you know, what do you think about that type of a fight? That sounds like a really cracking fight, doesn't it? Good fight. Good fight. Uh, I think Billy Joe needs it. I think he deserves it as well. You know, he's, uh, he's beat everyone who he could beat who put in front of him. And I think the better the opposition... The better Billy Joe will get, you know. Uh, I think he can. I think he can step it up a little bit more when the pressure's on him, like he did with Eubank. You know, when that pressure's on, and it's like you've got to perform at your best, yeah. otherwise you get beat. Uh, this is the fight. That's gonna. Uh, it's gonna be that sort of style of fight, isn't it? You know, the move don't mess about. No. Big, strong. Big puncher as well. Massive puncher. I mean, who was it who he chinned? That's. Stevenson, something like that. The American. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's Stevenson. About, from about four inches away and just comatose, is it? That's some serious power. Yeah. So. It'll, be, it'll be good. Um, he, he obviously came up short against another big power puncher in Golovkin. Um, but, like you just said there, Billy Joe Saunders, um, I think he struggled in terms of being able to get himself motivated for the fights he's been in and his last fight though he, he, he was in good shape he was in very good shape yeah, yeah. Uh, that that could that could be down to you know he's refocused hasn't he he's, re, he's refocused he's regrouped he's gone somewhere else he's, he's regrouped himself mentally and he's got into a new camp around different people and, and obviously he's got himself into good shape and now he's looking forward to, to, to hopefully fighting Lemieux which would be a cracking fight yeah, I think he, he could beat them, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, the Golovkin fight, they're both big punches, as you say, but it was Golovkin's boxing that brought them up. You don't just get in there and no. fight with them because he probably knocked you out. It was the boxing, what the Gennady Golovkin done, which broke him up, and that's what finished him off in the end, the nice jabs and left up to the body finish that. And well, that's something Billy Joe Saunders is very, very good at. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't give him the credit he deserves for, for, for his boxing ability because it is very good and he, you know, he did beat Eubank and, and look where Eubank's gone on to now. Eubank's now, you know, between him and Callum Smith are probably the two guys that are being favoured to win this, uh, win this uh, World Boxing Super Series. You know, not him over yeah. Me, I, you know, at the moment, yeah. I mean, I got. I'm not going to sit on the fence with this one because I, I like Groves and I've always followed Groves' career from 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 a very young age uh, of his. And you know, I seen him with his two fights with Roch, and then I seen him come back, and he didn't look the same. And then he seems to have reinvigorated himself, and now he's back, and he looks like he's back to his best. He's got a world title finally. Um, but I, I. One thing with Groves is I've always thought his defence at times has been very leaky and it has shown and I think that's where he will come unstuck personally because I think yeah, Eubanks his work rate is phenomenal and my, I mean a lot of people saying he isn't a big puncher but then look what he did to Yildirim the yeah. other week. To be honest though I think some someone was going to get knocked out in that combat like 
combination between both of them. They was both just hooking with each other, and one one hook lands on the chin there, and you get knocked out. It's not his trait. It's not his trademark, though, is it? He's normally yeah. it's the uppercuts that he. Yeah, he's, his uppercuts are classic. You just look, you can't see him coming, can you? No. He just, he just leans a bit on you, then throw it, fires him off. Fighters down, don't they? Usually, yeah. Because his constant work rate, like you say, his fitness is off the scale, isn't it? It's but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's events. Constant punching breaks fighters up and sort of breaks the heart really, but showing the guy's power as well in that left hook. But uh, depends, I think, how you bank comes out I mean he's got massive confidence and self belief and if he gets in there and he really does believe he can beat Groves and punish him he'll go straight at him like he did in the last fight but I think Groves is tricky isn't he like you've seen that little shot that he hit <laughs> Jamie, Fo- uh, Jamie Cox with I mean Cox is a great fighter Yeah, and it's just them little Sneaky, sneaky body shot as well. I think if he sits on the ropes of Eubank or like like it'll be Cox, you know, and has that sort of war, I think Eubank's a bit better than Cox at that, so I mean, I think if it maybe maybe I, I mean I wasn't obviously in Grove at the time he was on them ropes, but for me watching it as an observer, I, I, I kind of feel like it was because he felt he could do that and get away with it yeah. with Cox. Whereas yeah, I, I don't think he'd do that. I personally don't think he'd do that I with um, him. I think I think what their game plan I mean I'm no trainer but what their game plan should be is the way he boxed box against DeGale mm. that would be the perfect game or, plan or the first Frotch fight or the first Frotch fight always pivoting constantly getting that pivot that, that would for me would be the only way to keep up with him um, yeah. and be able to negate it because Billy Joe Saunders has shown he can be negated by by boxing him yeah, and, and, and doing the right if things if you can stop him on the charge forward you can stop him throwing them combinations then I think you got a, you got a good chance and uh, Grove has got that ramrod jab solid jab I think if you can apply that in the first couple of rounds and keep Eubank thinking stop him from getting in then maybe but like you say probably can stop <laughs> you doing that it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good fight. I'm looking forward to that one. So um, obviously the Takam and uh, Joshua fight, and then there's the Lemieux and Billy Joe Saunders fight uh, that I've been talked about a lot this week. Just back going back onto Joshua, actually, something I've just remembered, um, and I posted about it uh, a couple of nights ago, was the fact that um, I don't know how true this is, but apparently um, Vitaly Klitschko has said he, he, he's going to come out of retirement to uh, yeah, to beat Joshua. Yeah. I don't know what what do you think about That's that? A bad move. Yeah. Can't come out of retirement after that many years. Nah. Yeah. He's he's he, he was a great fighter, probably the better of the brothers. Uh of the heart. See it that Lennox Lewis fight. Yeah, yeah. But um he got a young gun in Joshua taking everyone out. <laughs> Took his brother out, and that's probably the best I've ever seen Vladimir Klitschko box for a long time, probably yeah. since the David Day fight. Totally agree. And he still found a way it was hard when you think, oh, has he got the has he got the bottle, Joshua? He has. You know what I mean? He's shown it. He got he, he knocks Klitschko down, then gets knocked down himself within forty seconds. You know what I mean? That's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah. And then to do what he did in the last two rounds. No, that's a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can only give him a punch to Shans Carter at every weight. Anyone can be chinned. Yeah, yeah, but of course. But, but, but let me let me just go back and like rewind a little bit and talk about 1990. Um, obviously, you guys 
Wow, I can't remember how old you are now. Was, was any of you even born in 1990? <laughs> uh, 1990, I mean, I, I don't remember it at the time, because I was only about five myself, but I remember it a few years later, um, George Foreman coming back at 46, funnily enough, and winning the world heavyweight title against Michael Mora. It can be done. Yeah, Michael Moore is not Andy Joshua. No, you're right. You're right, Jay. <laughs> Thinking heavyweights, anything can be done because they've got that much power. They're carrying that much weight and that much power. Then it's only one punch in it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he has a chance. He probably has stayed in the gym to be honest and kept fit. That's like saying George Foreman come back at that age yeah. and jumped in with a young Mike Tyson. How would that pan out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only one winner. Isn't <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. I thought he had a bit of a chin on him, George Foreman, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Come big on. big George is an exception in that, and he didn't box no one there. Like, there probably wasn't anyone as physical about as Joshua then. Like, you know, a physical presence. Mm. I mean, Ali was quite a physical guy. I mean, he, oh, but he got beat off Ali. So yeah, and that's when he was young, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. It, you know, it it's different coming one. back. Yeah, it's all a different area. What, what weights was that? Fourteen stone. Yeah, you're not you're not like 17, 18 stone like the guys today. Uh, so it is a big difference. Obviously, it makes a, a big difference uh, to to the way the guys fight. Um, so let's let's move it on to sort of the end of, of today's podcast and let's talk about individually each of you. I asked you earlier on today and messaged you on the group message to say, make sure when you come to do the podcast today, you remember all your sponsors. <laughs> so, um, who should I start with first? Who's start, got? I've got the least. Well, I've got my, my brother-in-law's come there, uh, Treadstone, and they've they help me. They, they helps me out loads. He's helped me out with part-time work to work around my butts, and then he's uh, bought me uh, my shorts, and uh, he's helping me get a card as well. And uh, applied nutrition, which helped me with uh, my supplements whenever I need them. So you, you obviously you've got your, you know, it's your professional debut. You, you know, you're trying to get more sponsors. So yeah, what what would be the best way for them to contact you? Best way is probably through either Twitter, where it's at Dylan Evans ninety six, Facebook Dylan Evans, or Instagram, where it's at Dylan Evans ninety six. Or you can e- email me at Dylan Evans eight at hotmail.co.uk but I know loads of people will want to see me first they're not going to want to sponsor someone that they've never seen bots so I know I know I need to impress them first and then hopefully they'll come after these fights yeah uh, obviously you're going to get at this at this stage of your career you're going to get a couple of people through people that are going to help you out and and, yeah. and this and things like doing this podcast is why I said we'll, we'll, we'll do it to, with all three is because it's a good opportunity for you to sort of say you know I'm new I'm, I'm, trans, I'm transferring over from the amateur to the pro game um, I've got a couple of sponsors you know I could do with a couple more I, I want to take my journey as far as possible yeah. and to do that you're going to need that help to get you to where you need to be so it's good that you've you've, you've given a shout out to the guys that are already helping you and, and given the information for the guys that yeah. hopefully will see you fight on the 28th and then hopefully after that the phone will not, won't stop ringing and they'll be like <laughs> let's get let's get let's get on board with Dylan let's get on board with him yeah. uh, Dale what about you uh, I've only got one sponsor to be honest and that's uh, a lad called Brian from Norton's Tires down near me in a and Colts, great help. You know, he's been with me now for almost a year. Uh, never, never watched me fight before. He gave me a sponsor. Never even met me. He just said, "Yeah, like a fella who I know works there." He said, "I'll sponsor him. Tell him to come in and see me." 
as soon as I went in, he's got my details, and ever since then, he's helped me out with my car insurance, keeping me on the road, you know, getting me from A to B with the boxing. It's a great yeah. help. Anything is a great help off anyone, you know. Mate of mine, he's uh, been a family friend for years. He's given he gave me like a, a bit of money to help me out over the course of training camp when he had no money. I had these shorts, put uh, a badge on my shorts, put on for him. And you know what I mean? That, that won't come off. That won't come off whether I end up with 40 sponsors. That won't come off with Evil Norton's because they're the people who stuck with me from the beginning. That That's kind of going, you know, when I was talking about your protein bar, getting the podcasting equipment, it yeah. ties in proper nicely for me as well because obviously, you know, I've started a me- kind of a media outlet up to, to give fans like... You know that I want to listen to something different. Or I want to want to hear a different out, outtake and want to hear people like yourselves that are up and coming fighters and getting that exposure for you guys. And you know they were the first ones to jump on board for me and say, "Listen, you know we, we really like what you're doing, and this is what we're going to do to help you try and make take it to that next level." Yeah, you, uh, you'd appreciate that a little bit more than you would say you're at a world title stage and people come along and say Reebok or whatever and say, "Oh, we'll give you six amounts for for this fight." And you're half expecting that because you are on telly, you're out of star attraction. But to be at this stage now and for someone to come out and help you, you know, uh, who don't really know you, got a couple of people who are interested in sponsoring coming down to watch the fight. So if I uh, do impress and hopefully I can have a good chat with them afterwards, they can get to know me because half of these people they don't even know you. You know, you need to, you need the time to get to know them. But at this stage in your career, it's vital, really, especially like Jake's. Having to work a full-time job, luckily, I've got great parents behind me that help me, and I've got the sponsorship as well, what gets me out, keeps me on the road. So it's vital at this stage, and it's fully appreciated as well. Yeah, no, it's it's massive, and I, I've always said it to to all three of you when I've interviewed you before. I've always said talk about your sponsors, talk about it because I think it's very important that you're putting all that graft in. And I think when you look at people who've started from the beginning, uh, Terry, uh, Rochdale Glass have always sponsored Terry, haven't they? Yeah, they sponsored the gym. And yeah, yeah, and that's what you need and, and moving on to Jake. Yeah, so same as Dale really. Um, my first sponsor was Allegiance Limited Martin down there. My my birth dad knew him, got me a bit of an introduction, similar thing and he's he off, like offered to sponsor me right then and um same thing, I w- I wouldn't let him like take his logo off my shorts, losing my words there. Um they do sports memorabilia, so if anyone listening wants anything decent, get right onto him and few more have come on since then I've got Marson, MCJ Bathrooms another fella from local yeah he, he's helped me out a lot and merch at Rochdale Glass and Amy Moore helps me with my massages get on to her if you've got a massage as well where can they, fa- where can they find these people? Um, still on social media so you've got Allegiance there's, there on Twitter Allegiance um, Amy Moore's Twitter, Facebook and the bathroom company are the same MCJ Bathrooms Morrison, I don't, their, their recruitment company, I don't think anyone will 
they might do it all get onto them you know the website yeah they could do a sponsor yeah. me as well Mawson you know getting, <laughs> getting, getting in touch I'm always looking for uh, the additional the additional assistance to take myself to that next level um, so I, I'm going to just wrap it up uh, before I let you guys say any final words and just say uh, a big thank you to everybody you know that listens to the podcast because it's um it's a bit of a breakthrough thing really um with there not being many podcasts around uh especially in the northwest anyway there's a few in london for boxing but there isn't much in the northwest and and, and I'm, I'm really happy that you know each week we're getting you know a couple of th- an average a couple of thousand people listening to it so it is paying off it's massive and it's for guys like it's for guys like you guys that are sat in front of me now that i'm doing it because you know i think it's a good way of of getting use yourselves out there other than just the video interviews and gives it gives a chance to people to listen to a different side because i think today you know they're gonna hear a few little stories about cookies and um about week week binges in tenerife and you know things like that and i think that's what that's what people appreciate the people appreciate that it's not just you know you stand you get your standard interviews and you know you're talking about each fight and it's good to promote yourself but they don't always hear what dylan evans or jake Boulder or dale coiner are really like behind you know off the camera and, and this i think this gives a bit of an insight as to your personalities which is great so thanks everybody for obviously listening and downloading and you know give these guys the support they need uh, if there's anybody that wants to get in contact with them you know please get in touch with them through the social media channels yeah just quick as well just without being cheesy i want to say thanks to you like because obviously it helps it helps get our names out there so yeah definitely yeah. Appreciate it. Really do. Out since, since we met you, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, this, you know what? I, I, I get a bit of sentimental about it all, but on a serious note, I said I started this because I love I love meeting guys like you guys that are coming into the game because I've always followed it from from you know day one, boxing from day one as, as for as long as I can remember. I've always followed it, and I've not just been a casual. I've always been a guy that's really followed it and yeah. been to as many events as I can get to. And now I'm I'm right in the thick of it with people, and I'm meeting people like yourselves who, you know, hopefully I'll see you all go on. To, to win titles and, and yeah. that's that that'd be amazing to, to watch you go through the you know the journey yeah. of doing it. That'd be meant for me. I, I'd absolutely love that. As well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't forget me on your way up to the top. <laughs> um but on a serious note about sponsorships, if anybody you know, listening to the podcast that has listened to it for a few weeks and thinks, you know, oh, I like this Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat and they'll be on the ropes podcast and, you know, you want to get a little bit of advertisement through the podcasting side of things, please get in touch with me because, you know, every, I, I like these guys here sat in front of me. Every little bit of helps. And the thing is, it doesn't just go into my pocket or, or on a Domino's or on a Nando's. It actually goes straight back into to Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat. It pays for maybe a podcasting equipment. It could pay for renewing the hosting on the website or the, the, it costs me to you know, like my own money to pay to run the website every month and it's things like that that, you know, would really help me. Um, anything towards any new equipment, massively helpful. Uh, you can get in touch with me, again, via uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat or Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat at gmail.com. Guys, any last words before we cut it off? Um, just keep your eyes peeled, don't forget, put it in your diary, that's what you ate October. Me, Jay, Dylan. T- tickets? doing the job tickets yeah we've all got tickets I think we've all still got tickets yeah yeah. Yeah, I've still got tickets yeah get on to us on our social media and that and um, I just want to say a massive shout out to everyone who has bought a ticket so far off me yeah definitely Um, yeah appreciate it it's been uh, humbling you know the amount of tickets that I have sold so it's been a massive boost and it, it is more pressure but yeah, it's a mint feeling, all like, thanks everyone. Massive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to put a show on for you. 
Yes. Uh, well, we can have a it. good celebration afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to be going for the um, the binge for the week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told Jake I promised him get him a Domino's <laughs> I'm telling you I'll be there cookies as, well. as, soon as, he, as soon as he steps out of the ring as soon as the ref raises his hand at the end it's just going to be like you he's going to be looking at me he's like I want that Domino's I want that Domino's in the last round oh no no honestly I'll be, I'll be there I'm looking forward to it it's going to be great so again thanks for taking the time to obviously sit here I know you've been busy today we've all been busy but thanks for speaking to us thanks for having a good laugh on this podcast it's been great oh, yeah, cheers thanks man. guys yeah, cheers, cheers Sports Social Podcast Network It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash Life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land You know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.